Ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for your attention, and now we invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the Welcome to our top travel destinations. I am your host, Kevin Flanagan. I have been editor of the weekly travel news column in the Sunday Independent and the Fine Wine and Food Guide. And I am here to use my decades of experience to help you know exactly where to stay, eat, drink, shop and explore when visiting the world's top travel destinations. So sit back and enjoy the wonders of travel as we take off on our magical journey together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Top Travel Destinations. And we have a treat in store. Yes, we're going off to one of the most special, one of the most wonderful places on the planet Earth. It's often been voted among the top journalists and visitors around the globe as being a unique and beautiful experience. We are talking about the UNESCO World Heritage Site of Halong Bay in Vietnam. This is a floating city. This is the place that inspired James Cameron's avatar landscape, the floating beautiful rocks in the sky with the rich vegetation, the mystical sense of time and space standing still. Yes, Halong Bay is a revered site. And I am just back from having spent a couple of days there on a boat overnight, which I believe is the way to do it. And I'll be recommending to you in this podcast how to really wring the most out of this experience, which is a, actually a once in a lifetime experience. So let's just talk a little bit about Halong Bay itself. It's, as I've already discussed, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's this extraordinary landscape that's been created by Mother Nature just off the coast of Vietnam. You can basically access Halong Bay by visiting Hanoi. That's the place to fly into. That's the place to really get access. It's a two-hour drive by bus or by car. And when you reach Halong Bay, this revered site, you can access the port and find one of the amazing overnight trips, which is the way to do it, I believe, to be on the sea. You only need one night of this incredible geological phenomenon. It's a landscape like no other. These amazing thousands of limestone casts, they're called, or islets, and they rise literally out of the emerald green waters of the Gulf of Tonkin. I mean, the whole thing sounds like a poem by Kubla Khan, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. It's incredible. And this cultural heritage, this geological significance that Halong Bay has given the world, is something that is in danger of disappearing because of global warming and rising sea levels. So catch it while you can. The place is full of various fishing communities, which over the centuries have tended to the bay. These are now sadly under 
threat, as I discovered when I had my visit there. Because Vietnam is a one-party state, it's a communist state, and they have different plans. And a number of the fishing villages have been dismantled and moved on. So again, like Venice, it's a case of catching this unique ecosphere while it's still healthy, while it's still not being destroyed by pollution. Some of the locals that I spoke to, the local fishermen, they do talk about the increasing pollution through plastics, etc., etc., which is a global problem, as we all know. So again, go there while you can. Uh, I was there in late January, which was five degrees and cold and wet. It was really quite like being back in Dublin. But still, it doesn't really make any difference to this incredible, literally breathtaking landscape. These limestone casts that just come out of the water, they're covered in this lush greenery. It's quite difficult to get your head around that you're not cruising on a film set. And that's the way to enjoy it, is to arrive at Halong Bay. It's to pre-book a cruise. You can go from the basic backpacker to the very, very expensive. I did a mid-priced one and I very highly recommend going for the mid-range. You'll have a a lovely boat. It's an all-in experience so your food's provided and you do get to meet some really interesting people when i was on our cruise we ended up having the stateroom which was rather wonderful it was a bit like titanic you had this incredible room i don't know because i'm a journalist and i write about and podcast about travel sometimes you get these little perks which are very nice but to have a stateroom with a bath and to watch this incredible scenery unfold with your own little private terrace i have to say was rather nice. But whatever you do and wherever you go, you will all experience the same scenery. And depending on your budget and depending on how you want to experience these extraordinary, stunning scenery, you can pick a cruise to suit yourself. And you won't just be sitting looking at the scenery. There's lots of activities to do when you're on the water. So what usually happens is you gather at your pier where your boat is booked. You take a little tug out to your boat, which is half an hour, which actually moves from the main bay area into the cast, into the Halong Bay experience itself. There you meet the mother boat, you transfer, you're at sea, so you have to take certain precautions to ensure that you're not going to run into any problems. And if there are any problems, the various procedures and protocols that are in place. Very much like when you get on a plane and they tell you how to put on your life jacket, etc., etc., Now, once you've started this, you are exposed to a number of wonderful things. Kayaking. Great fun. Even though the water's cold at this time of the year and it was a bit wet and rainy, two of you can get into a kayak or you can share with some of the new people, friends you'll make on your trip. And that's a great experience to get out in the water. What they usually do is they take the little tug that's attached to your main boat that chugs over to a little island, which is now run by the remaining fisher people who make their living also through tourists. They put you into a kayak. They give you a jacket. They give you basic rudimentary experience. And off you go. And you can suddenly be Leonardo DiCaprio on the beach, just going around exploring this extraordinary scene of these floating islands all around you. Now, you can also go swimming. 
it's cool, but it, it's very refreshing. You can hike some of the islands and you can visit some of the fishing villages that still exist. You can support them by buying the, the lovely jewellery they make and the little knickknacks. I think it is worth supporting this traditional way of life. And then finally, you can go on a cave trip. Now, I have made a separate podcast to accompany this. This is titled uh, <laughs> What Not to Do If You're Claustrophobic When Going on a Boating Trip to Vietnam. I uh, did have quite a challenging time on this. You can see if you want to try the same thing yourself. One of the delights of going to Halong Bay and enjoying one of these extraordinary cruises is the food that's served. Halong Bay is uh, not surprisingly famous for its seafood. We had oysters, we had the most delicious Vietnamese-style cooking, which has this wonderful, very subtle herbs. You've got the, the, the lemongrass, you've got these extraordinary, sharp, clean, crisp-tasting curried sauces and and spicy little elements that, that, that can really pique your palate. So I would really enjoy that. Some of these dishes knock back with a lovely Vietnamese local beer. Really does the trick. So as I said, to get to Halong Bay, the most sensible place to go is to Hanoi. You can fly into Hanoi from anywhere in the world. Halong Bay is about 170 kilometers. That's a 105 miles away, a three-hour bus trip will get you there. Cruises, choose the right cruises, they say. The best time to go, because you're in a tropical climb, the best time to go is October to April, when the weather is cooler. Now, it got too cool when we were there. And the next week, it was up to the low 30s. So you pay your money, you take your choice. But there are some really wonderful islands you can particularly visit Teetop Island, the Sung Sok Cave, they're called the Surprise Caves. I'll talk about that a little bit later. So you have these very different, extraordinary experiences and the caves are really interesting. You have sunset views. It becomes quite a magical experience. The other great advantage about going on the cruise is everything's included. The only thing we had to pay for in addition was drink. And that's the odd beer. They actually did charge for water. You can find this all out when you book your tour, exactly what you're going to get, what you're going to pay for. They had their own chef. The chef really made the most of the local waters, the local fish that come from these waters. And I'd have to say it was an extraordinary overall experience. The first day we arrived mid-morning, we caught the tug that takes you out to the main boat around about midday. You're in situ, having gone through your introductory drink and your little talk about how to, to stay safe on the water. And then you're off. The afternoon was kayaking. You had an evening meal. And then we had great fun afterwards. There was a mad group of about 15 Italians, young Italians, who were there on a social trip. And we all got on the karaoke machine. There was a couple of Philippine girls who were absolutely mad. And it was fun. I was there with my girlfriend and we made sure to get out and actually 
take part in activities, to chat to people. And it's so extraordinary. There were people from around the world, from Australia. A lot of Australians go to Vietnam. It's quite convenient. Lots of Europeans, Indians. So don't stay in your cabin. Get out there and be social. And it's a little bit difficult sometimes. And sometimes you're standing there, not sure what to say next, or are you even going to be understood? But... It worked out in the end, and uh, my rendition of One by U2 will live long in people's memories. I won't say anything more after that. The next morning was a very early call. Tai Chi at 6 a.m. Cool. I love Tai Chi. To do Tai Chi, these exercises, these breathing exercises, and you're taking in the chi of life. This is something very dear to the Vietnamese people. The chi is the spirit, and to Stand on the deck with these casks, this magical landscape, revealing itself as the sun comes up, is quite over the Mekong Delta. I mean, does it get any better than that? I, I don't think so. After that, we all clambered down and got into the little boats to go over the tug to take us for the cave trip. I would strongly recommend a visit to these caves. The, the casts are made of this limestone. And what has happened is, over the centuries, through the geological drift and the whole shebang of erosion and soil erosion, caves have appeared within these floating mountains. And you can go in by boat and you can go in by foot. And it can be a, an incredible Aladdin's cave of stalagmites, stalactites, these colours these shimmering, floating palaces. It, it's quite hard to describe just what it's like. So go along and see for yourself is what I would really strongly recommend because the geological formations are quite unique to this part of the world. You're not going to actually find them in many other places. After you've gone on your cave expedition, after you've swam, after you've enjoyed the warmth and the, the beauty of Halong Bay, you then sit back on a deck chair and just take it all in. Because the 24 hours passes quite quickly, you're up very early, you're doing your activities, you're eating, and then you're trying to take it in as the boat slowly turns around and returns to the mainland. And here you will see other boats coming. It is, it is a big tourist attraction. There are a lot of tourists. It's their main way of earning a living. But I wouldn't let that put you off. I think the fact that I've done Halong Bay, that my son and his family went there and had the most amazing time. It whetted my appetite when they did their Asia tour a couple of years back. And so it was something I long looked forward to. And again, just to sit back and to take in the, the stunning vistas of sunrise, sunset, the clouds that form around. And then what we also saw when we had our cave trip was some of these islands are deserted apart from the wildlife. And we saw these extraordinarily rare monkeys, these black-faced monkeys that were climbing up and down and looking back at us as we looked up at them. Quite extraordinary. So that's what happened with our trip. A very a very quick 24 hours, but a really unique experience. And when you get back to land, there's a couple of other things that you can do. And what I'm going to really recommend is to go to the pearl farms. Now, Halong Bay is home of a type of oyster known as the Picadada maxima. And this produces some of the finest 
pearls in the world. You won't get them anywhere else. And it's something to do with the, the pristine waters. There's rich nutrients and ideal conditions for making these pearls. So it really is worth your while on the way to your cruise or on the way from your cruise. The boat will make sure that you're stopped in a position where you can visit the pearl farm or when you're catching your taxi or you're catching your bus back to Hanoi or wherever you're going, they will also stop for a, a toilet break and a visit to a pearl farm. And they obviously get a cut back, but that, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can go in. Now, this actually was a very interesting experience. This is what happens. You arrive at the pearl shop and they have outside a sort of a guided tour of how pearls are made. Very interesting. The oyster is a, a very particular sort of oyster, this Picatada Maxima. It's very, very used to creating the lacquer inside. When you open an oyster, you see that beautiful mother of pearl sheen on the shell. Well, that comes from the lacquer that the oyster actually makes itself. It's a protective reaction. And what they do is the farmers, they open the shell, which we saw, they take a small little ball that's been made out of ground oysters, so it's not going to be rejected by the oyster itself, which is a live organism. They implant this, and we saw this actually done, on the quay outside of the pearl shop. And you'll see this in all of the places you can stop off at. They implant this into the uterus of the oyster. I didn't know oysters had uteruses, to be quite frank. I held up my hand there, but they do. It's going to make me eating oysters maybe a little bit more thoughtful in future. They then close the oyster and they, they, they wait. They put them back into the waters of the, the Halong Bay itself and months up to three years later they will reopen the oyster. So this is a, a slow process, uh, a very careful process, an environmentally sensitive protest and 30% of the oysters will have made a, a beautiful pearl and these pearls are graded. They go from black which I bought for a friend, all the way through to gold, which are the most expensive. It's beautiful to see these pearls. They're all taken then out of the oyster. They're weighed, they're checked for imperfections, and they eventually end up in jewellery, and they're then sold in the shop that's adjacent to this little area where the farming of the oyster is explained. I found it really interesting and fascinating. <laughs> I thought it was a bit cruel and ironic at the end if, if the oyster has given birth to this beautiful pearl. I said, well, what happens to the poor oyster? And they said, well, if it's healthy, we eat it. So there you go. I'm not sure what the life of a pearl, an oyster in Hanong Bay is like, but you may end up not only wearing the oyster, but in your tummy as well. So I learned quite a lot. Like the common species there is the Aikoya oyster. This is a freshwater mussel. All of these can be used to produce pearls of the desired size, color, and quality. And this implantation, we actually saw this sort of uh, surgical implant into the, the soft tissue, and then the aftercare, and then you go into the shop. And you'll find all the pearls are graded, and uh, you get a little certificate. You have to be careful of getting fake pearls 
the good thing about going to the bigger shops is that they are regulated. The high quality pearls are worth quite a lot. But having said that, our taxi man, who is our guide as well, he did say negotiate. You can check on your return policies, check on your certificate of authentication. There's a couple of really good pearl farms and shops. The Ha Long Pearl, which is located on Tuan Shao Island. This is one of the most well-known pearl farms, actually. And then you have the Pearl Market on Katba Island, which is a really bustling place. So... There you have it. You have the Halong Bay experience, which come rain or shine, is a natural wonder of the world. It doesn't matter what the, the weather's like, really. The fact that it was probably cold, I, I can't imagine what it was like if it was like 33 degrees. It can get very hot as well and humid. My verdict would be go and see a landscape that is both surreal and absolutely stunning. You'll live in the James Cameron Avatar landscape, and, and it's not that expensive. You'll get out of the experience that one day will only cost you a, a few hundred dollars for your party, your family. And the North and the Vietnamese people are really appreciative of the fact that you've come and you've given them business. Their economies are recovering from a really devastating war. And Halong Bay is helping to sort of cobble together the lives of people which was thrown up in the air following the Vietnam-American War. So I definitely go, buy a pearl and visit a cave. And if you want to find out more about the cave experience, click on the podcast just below this one. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, do share it with a friend. We'd like to share the good news, this extraordinary opportunity that travel gives every one of us, the chance to break the, the deadening routine of life. We are living in a golden era where we can get on planes and we usually have the resources to go. I would really encourage you to go get on a long-haul flight if you can and you feel that's the right thing to do. And I think visiting Halong Bay will set your imagination on fire. <laughs>